Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hello, Rye. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about community. Now, we've touched on some community ideas in the past. We talked about maybe uh, getting your local government a little more prepared, different ways you could do that. We also talked about, you know, kind of getting involved. But I think I want to take it one step further. Uh, As preppers, I think it's a big thing for us to kind of, we end up, getting focused on our stuff and we want to keep our business private. So everybody doesn't know, you know, exactly what we're doing and what kind of supplies we might have. You know, we kind of get that fear mentality of, you know, if people know what you got, they're going to come take it from you. So by default or, you know, by the nature of the beast, maybe I feel like we tend to become uh, isolated or alone and, Try not to get too involved with things. And I think there's a lot to be said for strong relationships and building a community. And I'm not talking about like a a prepper group and stuff like that. I, I think that's great and has its own place. But I'm talking about making a network and having a strong community of your neighbors and where you live and just kind of getting to know each other. And I think there's a lot of importance to that. And There's a lot of groups that, you know, end up being like racist or, you know, crazy, but that we can kind of learn from. And and I don't mean in the the sick, twisted way, but in the, you know, having some kind of unity and group community and looking out for each other that really builds on that. And, you know, that's something to, you know, build on. And I think it's something I want to take a deeper look at. Now, Kevin had mentioned he, he had actually posted a, a something in the Facebook group. Did you post it or did somebody? Yeah, I post that. Posted you posted that. it. All right. 
So yeah. tell us what's going on. Well, it was basically a, a dad was uh, had his daughter blindfolded, assembling a, a firearm. Okay, and was running questions past her, you know, about self reliance, um, what kind of ammunition, you know, uh, she had in her hand and things like that. Um, usually, and it got me kind of, yeah, usually kind of thinking about. Go ahead. I was going to say when people do stuff like that, it's because they want. It's not that you're necessarily memorizing things, although he clearly has her memorizing things and, and thinking about stuff. But a lot of that, I think, is uh, you want to kind of have their mind somewhere else so they can put together the gun without having to focus on it. You know, With it's kind of the distraction, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's where he was going. But go on. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. Well, I mean, I, I think a lot of this really goes back to um, – you know, you hear a lot of talk about sheepdog, yeah. wolf and, and sheep and, and, you know, being the community steward, that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, a couple weeks ago, Kasim uh, Morris in Long Island, was a 16-year-old kid, he, uh, he got stabbed to death okay. on Long Island. Bunch of people videotaped it. Watched this kid getting stabbed until he was dead. Nobody did anything about it. Um, That's right. And then uh, also last week, um, uh, a man in New York City jumped in front of the subway with his five-year-old daughter in his arms. And a uh, bunch of people videotaped that. Luckily, two people actually jumped in there and were able to pull a girl out before the train yeah. came. Dad got killed. The daughter only got a broken arm. But, I mean, that's, you know, when you see things like that, a lot of people panic. A lot of people obviously they pulled their phones out. I mean, they weren't panicking. They did something. They just didn't do anything to help. Right. They weren't frozen in fear. Right. Right. But they didn't jump in there to save anybody. And luckily those two guys were there and did something about it. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of us, you know, we get that mentality that we don't want to be involved. Yeah. But guess what? If, if it's your community, you're involved no matter how it works. And you have to, you have to kind of have that mindset of uh, what are you going to do when when those sorts of situations come up? It's your responsibility. If you're listening to this podcast, it's your responsibility to stop, you know, stop or those situations or intervene in some way. Yeah, I hate to say it. If you're listening to this podcast and it's not what we teach you, you know, by the things that we talk about, it's that where your mind is with you looking for information and playing out scenarios and thinking about different things. Odds are, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably the most prepared person there. Mm -hmm. And I hate to say it. And I, I know some of you uh, cop guys, you might actually even agree with me that you're probably more prepared than the cop guy. Now, if you're the cop guy and you're listening to this, then you're probably more repaired than the other guys. But you know right. what I'm saying is not everybody has their head in the game. And I've met lots of people who are supposed to be, you know, the guy. And I'm not knocking cops. There are a lot. Usually if cops don't want to get shot in the city, they have their head in the game. Right. I, I guess that kind of came out a little funny, but you know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's, you know, there are cops – a lot of my cop friends who are not thinking survival and thinking alertness and, and preparedness all the time. 
And, yeah. you know, maybe I just hang out with some weird friends. Maybe I need to just choose better friends. That could be. <laughs> That's generally the problem. Yeah. No, I think that, um, uh, I think that it's, you know, I saw another Facebook page, uh, post on our, on our page and uh, somebody was talking about basically if somebody broke in to his house, yeah, his first reaction would not be to shoot him. You know, he no. keeps a, he keeps a handgun with him and, you know, loaded, ready to go. But he's saying that he would try and deescalate the situation if he, if he was able to. And, you know, I'm not somebody I'm, I'm, I hope that I never have to shoot somebody or kill somebody, you know? Well, that was my mindset when I lived in New York too. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm a Southerner, I'm just kind of like, yeah, they're on my property. You know, I think he stepped on my sidewalk. Yeah, I'll shoot that that guy. You know, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) No, no, exactly. Nobody, nobody should be looking for a fight. There's a difference between being prepared for a fight and looking for a fight. And Mm -hmm. really the best move is to avoid it. And honestly, you know, especially when people, people are like, oh, well, when there's no laws and the police aren't doing anything, then I'm going to whatever. That's actually, I think, when you want to show more restraint. Right. Now, I mean, you could get into the weeds on, oh, is this guy going to go back and report to other people what you have? And maybe you would have been better off if you just shot him when you saw he was shifty right out of the gate. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. probably some truth to that because you always say that when you listen to the prepper books or whatever. Right. You're like, dude, just kill that guy right now because uh-huh. you know he's going to be, you know, yeah. problem. But you know, this kind of sounds stupid, but, uh, you know, I, I, when I go to bed, I lock all my doors, right? Stupid. But not only, yeah, no, not only do I lock my doors, but I put that little latch on the screen door, yeah. you know? That latch, that's not going to stop anybody. No, you I wouldn't open, imagine. Just open that door and pop that latch right off. Not a big deal. But I have that latch because I know that if somebody opens that door with the latch shut, you're going to hear it. There's shit going on. Shit's going down. He's trying, you know. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't somebody knocking on the door. Yeah. This is uh, some asshole. And, uh, you know, they say there's a thin line between hippie and survivalist. Which one are you? Okay. You know, but good news, guys, if you want to know which one I am. I did that 23 and me shit. Yeah, what did it say? I got the paperwork in. It said um 100% asshole. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I don't I know didn't what that even means. know that was a category. They probably yeah. made it up when they found yours. <laughs> or yeah. did it say, you know, you come from a long line of assholes. Right, it's hereditary. <laughs> that sounds accurate. Uh-huh. Now, I got a quote here. This is uh Thomas Jefferson. It says uh any armed people are slaves or a subject to slavery at any given moment. Um, well, wait a minute. That wasn't Thomas Jefferson. That was uh, Huey Newton. Oh, That's Huey the Newton. founder of the Black Panther Party. All right. Now, originally the Black Panther Party was called the Black Panther Party for Self-Defense. Mm. And uh, I think we all, everybody's heard of the Black Panther Party. If you yeah. haven't, look it up. It's definitely interesting history. Yeah. One of the things they did, though, was a free breakfast for school children program. And at one point they were given uh, free breakfast to 10,000 kids in their community. And uh, the police department were rating these free, free breakfast programs. Exactly. Right. Cause you know what? I bet you there were black people there. There were black people there. Yeah. You know, I mean, Hey, listen guys, 
the 70s and 80s were a weird time. We all know that. <laughs> it's fucked up. There's weird shit going on. But, um, you know, I think a lot of the, a lot of aggressive people overlook their obligations to the kids in their community, the kids around them. Yeah. You know, even just, uh, you know, even just paying the kid up the street 10 bucks to help you rake up some leaves, you know, you kind of make a connection with the kids in your neighborhood. And I think that's really important. You know, there's a lot of kids, you know, I live in a rural area and there's a lot of kids right around here that they're not getting enough to eat every day. You know, it's amazing. And you don't think it like, I know there's all these commercials and you see all the like billboards and, you know, one in five kids or whatever is hungry. And, you know, or, or I know I always hear on the radio, you know, I'm your neighbor. I, I work with you and I, you know, I don't have enough to eat. My kids go hungry or your kid goes to kid, school with my kid and we wave or whatever, but you don't know I'm hungry. I mm-hmm. think there's more of that. And there is so much abundance in America it's hard for a lot of people to see it mm-hmm. um, right. th- as a possibility because it's never been in maybe your world. Right. Um, but there, there is a lot of people out there in need. And, you know, little things could go a long way in changing somebody's situation. You know, I right. think that's why people like these, like, heartfelt TV shows you see. You know, I, I don't know. There's a million of them, you know, where either they'll, like, remake a house for somebody or even there's, I, I my kid was watching one the other day about uh, parolees and dogs or something. Uh-huh. Have you seen this? I don't know. But I mean, just making the connection with people. They were basically taking like rescue dogs and hooking them up with people on parole. As you know, but that I hate to say it, sense of community. One, somebody getting involved in their life and caring about them. Like, hey. You know, I think you have value and you could bring value to this dog right there. That little acknowledgement of, hey, you know, you're worth something. And then, you know, they talk about also people having something to do and, you know, building a connection and a relationship, putting the humanity in somebody's life. And like I said, it's not that you're getting humanity because you have a dog and now you have a friend or whatever, but also the humanity of, hey, you know what? I see you guys are having a tough, tough time. How great would it be if I sent over a uh, Thanksgiving dinner over to your house that I ordered from the restaurant or whatever, you know, just something uh, or drop a bag of groceries on the door. Hey, you know what? Somebody cares about me. There's good in the world. It changes the way people, uh, you know, look at things. I think there was some kind of Adam Sandler movie with uh, Steve Buscemi or whatever. And he's wearing the lipstick Yes. Right. Oh, yeah. And he's uh, like, Billy you know, got the kill list or whatever. <laughs> and he's yep. going after everybody. And then Billy Madison, like, you know, Adam Sandler goes and says something nice to him or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And he's like, you know, all right. And you yes. just see him have that kind of turn of, you know, Hey, there is good people. And you know, the world isn't complete shit. Right. Right. And as you know, as people that consider themselves sheepdogs, you really kind of have to check in with people, you know? Um, you know, you love your kids. I love my kids. Everybody loves their kids. But, you know, some kids out there in your neighborhood or the next neighborhood over, they got shitty parents. Yeah, but some know? kids really Shouldn't don't deserve to kids. be loved. Some kids, are, yeah, like gingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
Seth's fan. I, I know where I was about. going with that. I mean, man, they don't have souls. <laughs> you know, like maybe your neighbor's like Eric Cartman, mm-hmm. right? right. You know, like fuck yep. that kid. Yep. No, I know that kid. I got a kid in my neighborhood that everybody calls the Ginger Ninja. <laughs> Hopefully he's not listening to this. He's Hopefully not. But his you know, mom, his mom's going to be like that fucking Kevin. <laughs> Talk about my I don't kid. Support that. Listen, I don't. I'm not encouraging the children to say that. It's just, I uh, just overhear. It was just a joke. It was just funny at the time. <laughs> so I think. Like the big thing that we're going on and when I touched on, you know, Kevin wanted to talk about the Panthers and and different things is they actually look out for their community. And that's why people are attracted to them Mm -hmm. and people understand because they're like, hey, you know, these guys are actually out there standing on the corner. And I I think you had mentioned, you know, they're helping people across the street and they're, you know, doing the school lunches and. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, looking out for who needs stuff in their community. I mean, to an extent, that's even how the mafia was accepted in communities. No, the small business owners getting shakedowns weren't exactly down for it. Mm -hmm. But they also got some of that respect because it's like, hey, I'm still not going to let you treat the old guy walking across the street with his groceries like crap, you know? Mm -hmm. Right, right. And, you know, you know. A lot of a lot of people don't realize, especially Californians, uh, the reason that gun laws are so strict in California is because of the Black Panthers. They were openly carrying shotguns around their community in case shit went down. And maybe you think that's okay. Maybe you don't. They were doing it legally. Uh, But California didn't think it was okay. They passed the the Mulford Act, which basically took uh, the ability to own firearms from Black Panther members and uh, prevented uh, any California citizen from carrying any firearm in the open in California. So, you know, maybe the government's kind of shitty sometimes and yet you, you kind of have to stick up for yourself. I think Thomas Jefferson would agree with that wholeheartedly. That only sounds right. Well, that's, I mean, another thing, I mean, when you're talking about it like that, I, uh, one of the laws here, you know, I was like, well, I don't understand how in the state that I'm in, we have such loose gun laws and, you know, all these different things. They have open carry and and things like that. But to buy a gun, you had to go get a a handgun. You had to go get a uh, permit card Mm -hmm. to get it. And I was like, that doesn't fit with the loose laws and whatever. Like you can go to another state by a gun and have it and it's legal and whatever. And I was like, I don't understand, you know, why do you have this rule? And they were like, oh, because that's one of those grandfathered in-laws that just nobody's ever changed. But the reason it's there is so black people don't get guns. Because mm-hmm. if they went in and they'd be like, oh, you're black. See, I can tell. And then, yeah. you know, and it, it's really about controlling things. But when people see that you care about them and you start establishing a relationship and again, you know, you see these jackasses who want to walk around Texas with their AR-15 on their back because it's legal or whatever, and they're doing, what is it, 2A checks or whatever. Right. You know, that's not what we're talking about. We're, we're mm-hmm. not like, hey, go stand out and be the guy with the gun, and then your community will respect you. No, they're probably going to think you're a nut job. Right. And that's not going to work in today's world. 
Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you don't have your uh, concealed carry with you when you're out and about. Right. It doesn't mean that if you see that kid getting stabbed to death, you can stop it. You know, obviously, you know, there's a there's a time and a place when, you know, things go sideways and it happens real quick and you have to be ready for it. You right. know, how are you going to react? You're in a gas station. Uh, you know, some guy comes running in after he's been stabbed and somebody comes running in after him to finish the job. Are you just going to hide behind the desk with the girl working at the counter? Is she cute? Well, I mean, I, there's a lot of factors in here that we have. Right. To right. I mean, we're going with the broad strokes. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. but the thing is, it's the, not the, the out show of force. That was maybe not the better way to go. Right. Although it tied them together and made the people feel strong and, and, I understand where a lot of that civil rights stuff kind of came from is, you know, people tried to make them feel weak and defenseless and, you know, that whole boy kind of thing, you know, cop call you boy and stuff like that. It's a matter of, I mean, I remember as a kid, as a teenager, we got pulled over by the cops one time because the taillight was out or something stupid. My friend was driving. Kai comes up, the cop, he grabs everybody's driver's license in the car, goes and checks them all, whatever, and then takes them and throws them on the floor of the car. Here's your fucking shit. Right. You know, whatever. Cause it's all right. about, Hey, I'm in charge. Yeah, Look at me. I'm things. the big man. And right, so right. I understand. And, and again, that's me, you know, dumb white kid having perspective. I understand where somebody like the black Panthers is like, Hey, I need to go out and show I'm a man. And right. kind of, so I, I don't get treated like shit all the time. Right. And, and a lot of people don't know this about Chuck, but he was a juvenile delinquent. That's he right. had like, he was a headbanger with long hair and, you know, oh, why does it gotta be like that? Him too, you know? Yeah. Well, exactly. But I mean, that's the idea is, so I understand how that comes into play, but I think what we're talking about is, that idea of community and going out and getting involved and, you know, people talk so much, I guess, like, I I think I heard it from like Glenn Beck or something a while back was, you know, people are so worried about the right president and the right thing. And if I get elected, I can do this and I'm going to do this for my community. Well, guess what you can do for your community without getting elected. You You don't don't have to be the president. Ever have to be the president. You can go out. Right. You can go out and raise money to build a mm-hmm. park or to, you know, help out the community or to build a youth center or to whatever. You can do those things without the government. Mm-hmm. And when you start getting involved and you take ownership of your community and where you are mm-hmm. and the people around you, and, you know, you're going to earn the respect by doing the little things that you can do, that it'll build into bigger things. You know, people, you can't go up and say, well, you know, if you guys all gave me 50 grand, we could build this park here for whatever. Well, why should you be trusted with 50 grand and anybody, you know, want to give you a dime to raise for anything when you're not doing? But if you did the things right now that you can do that are in your world and your level, Mm -hmm. you know, you just help out and be the decent guy and go to the, you know, town meetings or go to the things and get involved but start organizing things that are helpful to your community. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe you have the, you work at the gun range and you're like, Hey, you know, how cool would it be if we had a Saturday where we did a free gun safety class for community kids or, 
you know, things that will empower them. Maybe you meet at the public park and you teach the kids soccer and you set up some kind of, you know, soccer training or whatever, you know, somebody's got a field in archery and you go to the church and invite the youth group kids to come mm -hmm. learn how to shoot bows on your property, you know, different things like that. When you take the small steps, you build relationships with your community and really taking care of each other and helping each other out. One, it's going to make the world a better place. But two, these relationships that you build are going to keep your community from turning to shit when things get bad and ugly in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to say, hey, when we work together and we have the stronghold instead of, hey, I can go take that guy's crap. Now, that doesn't mean you need to show everybody your two-year supply of food stores. That's not relevant to anything, you know? Right, right. We're just well, saying, you know, like, yeah. There, there's, you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, being a man, you know? Yeah. But obviously, when I was a kid, it meant that you weren't a virgin anymore. Now and you had a beard. Man. Yep. Now I'm a grown-up. I'm a grown-ass man now. And you've and had sex? I, I once or twice I have. All right. Um, but I mean, it's uh, being a man is a lot more than, you know, than uh, having kids, a lot more than, you know, doing that. Really, being a man is taking care of your family, taking care of your wife, taking care of your kids, taking care of your community, taking care of everything. Men take care of shit. That's you know? right. And a lot of people, uh, a lot of people think about, you know, think about really, I don't know, man. I don't know, really, uh, you know, being a man really involves handling your community, taking care of everybody around you and making sure everybody's safe. You know, we right. talk about sheep dogs and sheep, you know, some people can't defend themselves. Right. And, and actually why, stepping why, why in, you know, like you touched on with the subway and the stuff like that. You know, stepping in and being that guy, maybe that's enough. Maybe you don't have enough time and whatever, and you're struggling to pay your bills and whatever, and you're working all the time, and you can't be organizing stuff. Well, you know what? Be ready and be the man when it's time. You know, be the nice guy at work. Say kind things to people. You know, don't be an asshole or defend the guy who's getting screwed. Mm -hmm. You know, these are the kind of things. I'm not saying you have to put your job at risk or, or do whatever, to step in, but you need to, you know, be a man. Now, one of the traps that a lot of people fall into, and I, I just have met people in my life that where they want to be the big community man and take care of things, but they neglect their own family at home. Right. And that's something, you know, you you kind of touched on there a tiny bit there. And, and, and that's something that shouldn't be overlooked. You know, when you're a man, you take care of your own business first. Mm -hmm. You take care of your debts and your responsibilities. You take care of your family, your wife and your kids. They mm -hmm. come first. And then when you have that shit squared away, you do the other. Right. But you Clean can start being kind and mm -hmm. the nice things, the baby steps right away. That doesn't cost anything. And, you know, and, and it doesn't even cost your time to just be patient and nice as you go about things and, and do it, you know, in your daily life. So that's something, you know, to really think about. But getting involved and getting outside your house and getting into things, and even if it's stuff you love, like you're like, oh, well, you know, I, I love to be hunting and fishing every week, whatever. 
well, maybe there's somebody from, you know, your church or your gun club or whatever, who you can say, hey, you know, your kid, whatever, let me take them out with me and whatever, you know, somebody you feel isn't getting opportunities, you know, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Then maybe, you know, hey, come fish on my pond this weekend or, you right. know, whatever, or come over and shoot the bow, whatever, you know, whatever the fun thing is that you can offer, or maybe even just some cool skills, but where you're still doing things that help you relax and have a good time. Right. No, I, I think I've, I've taught every kid in my neighborhood gun safety, just using BB guns in the backyard. And cause you're shooting you know? at them and they have to learn, you know, you right. stay away from hurts, that end man. of the gun. Oh, yeah. Don't stand in front of it. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> That's a lesson learned. Oh man. I remember, uh, I remember, I don't think only one of my brothers actually shot me with a BB gun. I don't think it was mostly my friends that did it. Yeah, that sounds right. I mean, Hey, that's how it goes. All right. Um, anything else you want to touch on? No, I think that's the, the neighborhood, but I mean, just, you know, get involved in your community, start to think outside yourself a little bit. I mean, I think as I get older, I start to think more, you also have more time, you know, when you're, younger, you're just like struggling to get ahead. And I got to get my house. I got to get my car. I got to get, you know, the job or start to save money or whatever, you know, we feel we're pulled in a million directions. And then as Mm -hmm. things start to slow down and, and whatever, you can get more involved, but getting involved while you're young is even better, you know, when you have the, the energy and the stuff to do it. So just start to think outside yourself, think about building the community and building it up. Because I think the more relationships and, you know, you don't need to be a militant force, right. but, but people knowing who you are is not a bad thing either. Mm-hmm. You know, be like, hey, you know, the guys from the gun club come and do whatever. Or you see the the biker gangs always try and put on a happy face by caring about like abused animals or, or abused kids or whatever. You know, I've seen uh, yeah. some of the uh, a local biker gang in uh, New York that would... Uh, help out people, women who were being abused or needed to get away from things. They'd right, go right. step in and, and happy to. They're not, they're not uh, biker gangs. They're motorcycle clubs, motorcycle clubs. Oh, they're not yeah. gangs. All right. Right. Do they switch blades in their boots? Yes. Those. Yeah. They still that's, do that. Motorcycle, motorcycle clubs. Yeah. Now there's one, uh, one local one that's uh bikers against child abuse. Right. You know, those, those types of groups, you know, and, whatever maybe they're putting you know just doing something so that you know uh they have a good you know good face, face in public things. right but you know but that's really, what we're that's, talking about too in that's a way exactly you know what we're talking about right so i mean i think a, a lot of those groups man I, they really do a lot you know some you know uh, there's a lot of talk about toxic masculinity now yeah you know th- there is such a thing as toxic masculinity. i'm not even saying that doesn't exist but is what that- i am saying is uh, masculinity is also a very positive thing and it's needed every day in a million different places, you know? So, I mean, just think about that when you walk, step outside of your front door. Sounds right. So now if you want to get a hold of us and send us some hate mail over this, um, how would we do that? Prepping badass at gmail.com. Yeah. Now, uh, one of you, I just got an email, it was a couple of days ago, but it was weird because I didn't get right back to it because I wanted, the guy recommended some uh, links on solar and setting it up. And um, it was, let me 
find it. Hang on. I know I'm not as organized as I should be. Turns out when I've been deleting emails, they go into the important folder. Okay. I thought it was trash, but it, it no, it was, it was the important. Um, here it is. So it was Andrew sent me a link to a uh, laser saber and, uh, and they have a lot of, you know, different solar stuff. And I was going through it and the guy's got a lot of cool ways to, uh, to build solar panels, like for an off grid situation, but where you'll have usable power right away. Um, the idea right. is you charge up batteries and you have the battery bank, but sometimes it'll have like the slow and steady, but like this had like superconductors and, and things like that, that would, uh, or super capacitors that would, uh, charge up and, uh, you know, be able to give you that instant jolt. So you could run like a skill saw off your solar right. setup and things like that. Anyway, a lot of neat ideas. And when you guys have good ideas like that, definitely share them. I'll try and share videos, you know, in the group when you do. And, you know, it's just stuff it took time for me to get to to review. Um, you know, things have been a little haywire with the move. I'm still trying to work out a new uh, location and whatever. So a lot of chaos yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah. I think we had a couple of episodes there where we had some issues with the sound quality. I think we're starting to uh, get that, get that worked out. out. Yeah. yeah, until I move to a new location and find out there's no internet and we mm -hmm. may have to do the podcast through Carrier Pigeon. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'll be like, and so, Kevin, what do you think about that? I'll send the bird out. When right, a week back. later. Yep. yep. Oh, yeah, that's great. So, I don't know. Also, if you're enjoying it, uh, you can leave reviews over on iTunes. Um, yeah, we haven't had any new uh, reviews lately, have we? I don't know. I haven't looked. Is the problem. All right. Maybe we haven't, though. Who knows? Um, also, if you really love the show, uh, you can support us on Patreon at prepping or patreon.com slant prepping badass. Mm -hmm. And also you guys know about tack pack tack pack has been a great sponsor of ours for a long time where every month they hook us up with cool new gear and you could get this cool new gear delivered to your house. And it's about 50 bucks a month, but they send you about a hundred dollars worth of cool shit. So it's kind of a neat idea. Anyway, it's worth checking out. It's fun to get cool surprise gear all the time. Um, go on their website. You'll see uh, pictures of previous packs they've sent out, and you kind of see if it's something for you. It's definitely meant for somebody who is into the AR-15 platform. It's not right. just prepping gear. If you want that, there's some other things out there. But uh, if you're an AR-15 guy, they have a lot of cool shit that might you know catch your eye. So with that, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Mm -hmm.